This is the Working Drummer Podcast, featuring conversations with ground-level pros from all styles and regions. Real drummers with real stories about making a living in music. Hey everyone, welcome to Working Drummer Podcast. I'm Zach Albetta, and this week I'm talking with Pepe Jimenez. Pepe has been on the Vegas scene for over two decades, playing drums and percussion with a variety of headliners and production shows, including Lady Gaga, Santana, Cirque du Soleil, Mamma Mia, and many others. Before his relocation to Vegas, Pepe was a well-established touring and session drummer in his native Puerto Rico. We have tons of Patreon content for you to check out, and you can get access to all of it for a buck a month. Go to patreon.com slash working drummer for video lessons, transcriptions, and bonus interview content from our former guests. Once again, a donation of $1 a month gets you access to everything at patreon.com slash working drummer. I met Pepe a few weeks ago when Ain't Too Proud spent a week in Vegas and Pepe was one of the percussionists that played with us. While I was there, I interviewed Mark Party, another transplant to Vegas who has become a stalwart there. And Pepe was just such a great player and such a great hang, I figured why not get another perspective on Vegas and everything there is for a drummer to do there, which if you're not hip is a lot. So let's get to it. Hope you dig. Pepe Jimenez. How's things, man? Man, things are good. Things are good. I haven't stopped. I'm looking forward for this next couple of days because I, I I'm gonna take a couple of days off and see my my son lives in and my daughter they live in uh, Reno. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my daughter studies at UNR and my son just came from a tour, so I get to see him a little bit. So I was just gonna go the weekend and hang with them a little bit. So that's cool. Who's he touring with? Yeah. What does he do? You know he's a he's a drummer. He tours with uh the band is called Sad Song. It's a band that it's it's really interesting. It's a mix of uh, country and reggae. <laughs> cool. It, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you I'll send you the the link so you can check them out. It's yeah. actually really cool. Nice. It's actually really 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 good. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're based in Reno. No, he's the only one from Reno. The I think the the main dude lives in Nashville. Okay, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in Reno um, like ten months ago or something. Uh, or no, it was oh. it was more recent than that. It was maybe six months ago. But um, but it was cool. Like there was some of you know some some of what Reno some of Reno was like what I expected. <laughs> you know, especially downtown. Right, <laughs> right. But there was also so like it had that nice river walk, and um, yeah. I went to an amazing German restaurant that was like a mile yeah. or two away in a cool little yeah. residential area. Area. I was like, yeah. okay, Reno's Reno's a normal town, so you know, kinda. <laughs> yeah. No. What happens is. Uh, 
kind of like a little bit before the pandemic, people from from uh, San Francisco start start uh, buying properties, and hipsters they do all move over there. So there's a, six, a section that has a bunch of really cool restaurants. Yeah, and you know, so it's it's kind of changing, and then they they got Lake Tahoe, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. You know? you know, we we all we all uh, we all like to bag on on the hipsters, but you know, the <laughs> the coffee shops and the restaurants and the and the craft breweries and all that 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 follow the hipsters hey, around. Okay. We're like, yeah, I kind of like that stuff. You know, <laughs> come, come on, you know, it's, it's the way it is. <laughs> yeah, I like it too, man. It's a, and you know, they're always you know nice people. You know, there's like. Everything is good service, and, and I like it. <laughs> right. Like Sometimes it. it's too good. Sometimes they're, like, too interested in, you know, how has my day been? And I'm like, I'm fine. Uh, Just fucking, uh, yeah, yeah. we're not going to be Take friends. <laughs> Here's your tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, it was it was great to uh, to play with you and, and hang with you for a week uh, when I was there with, with Ain't Too Proud. And, and I just got to say off the bat publicly that you and Raphael just killed it so hard on that show it was such a pleasure to play with you um oh man as as you'd imagine it, it's kind of a mixed bag traveling around the country and picking up local musicians um and you know some sometimes uh the percussion section needs a little coaching up uh or adjustment or something more drastic but you guys were just plug and play immediately and the, and the whole week was like usually it's like i'm, I'm kind of coaching the percussionists on how to sort of fit inside my groove and the week with you guys it was like oh shit i've got to fit inside their groove like that <laughs> <laughs> no well well what i can say man you guys are super solid you know oh thanks uh what's what's her name uh the baseball kelly oh yeah yeah uh, uh she's a rock man both of you, you know, it's like, okay, get about the click. <laughs> We're just laying here, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and Smitty, you know, he's pretty clear too. Yeah, so Smitty's a dream. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it was a lot of fun for us, you know, a lot of fun. And, uh, and the parts are so detailed, which is really cool because yeah. you know what to do, right. you know? Right. And, and so, and, and then, you know, for me, it was awesome because I, I haven't played with Raphael since we played Lion King. So it all, it, it, what a perfect way to celebrate that, you know, with a, such a great show. Yeah. Everything is good. You know, the talent on that show, it's just off the hook, you know? Yeah. The talent and on stage is really. Oh my Insane. god! So, and plus you were driving the bus, so you know I'm not dr I'm not drumming. So for me, I, I got for me it's fun just to play percussion because you know I get to be on the other side. You know, yeah. which is okay. I'm just coloring. I'm just playing time. You yeah. know, and and you got all the responsibility. So that's awesome. Well, it's in it's interesting you say that because like with I think with a good drummer and a good percussionist like the the responsibility is shared and when i play with a mm -hmm. good percussionist i feel the same way you did which is like oh man okay i don't have as much responsibility like he's got some of it or she's got some uh -huh. of it um and uh yeah so like when when a percussionist like knows what they're doing you know me in the drum chair i'm like okay i it's it's not all on me i don't have to fill every gap you know all of the all of the flavor and all of the spice and all of the sauce and all the extra shit like i don't have to mm -hmm. worry about it and i think when yeah. we play when we when drummers play by themselves without a percussionist 
we feel pressure to add a lot of the literal bells and whistles and just, you know, more of the ornamentation. Um, and yeah. sometimes that is appropriate, but I feel like a lot of times, you, you know, we can just play drums by ourselves with no percussionist without the ornamentation. The music doesn't always call for the ornamentation. Correct. Um, but when it does, it's just such a load off to just have somebody else <laughs> take yeah. care of it. You know, I can yeah. be the, I can be the cake and you get to be the icing and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a two way communication that doesn't need to be talk. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yep. It's like, okay, this is happening. Let's just ride a wave and the wave is, you know, and, and you take it, I take it, but you know, I don't have to say it or yep. you don't have to say it to me. It's like, it happens, you know, naturally. Yeah. And that, that's the beauty about it. You know, you right. know, you're not imposing or nothing. Right. Right. That's when they say, okay, we're, we're, we're in the right place. Yeah. So I, I love it. I love, I, I love it. You know, I love playing percussion because of that. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're coming at it from both sides. Like I'm, I'm a drum set player and I like, I did classical percussion in college um, but mm -hmm. I never, I never really did the kind of chair that you played on Ain't Too Proud or that you play with Lady Gaga. I never played like mm -hmm. the percussion chair in a pop gig or, you mm -hmm. know, a rock or Latin or whatever. Um, so like, was your, was your path, your development, like, did, did you start on percussion and then drum set or the other way around? Or were they both kind of at the same time? Like, how did it happen? Uh yeah, I come from a performing arts school back in Puerto Rico, where I'm from, mm -hmm. and my my first instrument was trumpet. I was a trumpet player, mm -hmm. you know, and and then I started playing classical percussion, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and junior high kind of situation, and you know the marimba, all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, and at the same time, I started playing at the in, in the Latin uh, jazz band and stuff like that. So I was. You know, it was percussions and drums and trumpet, and then the trumpet went away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, because my 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 chops weren't. Everybody had can hit double C's and stuff, and I was not there. So I, yeah, I, I said no, this is not for me. Right. Yeah. No. But so 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 drums and percussion were classical. The kid and and of course, being in in Puerto Rico, you're listening to all the 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 Latin stuff. You know? Right. It's just so, the water so you either, swim in. Either he, if there you want it or not, yeah. you know, you're, you're taking it. <laughs> right. you know, you're taking it. You know, you know. So, so, uh, and for me that was a blessing because honestly, I, I, I didn't start as a percussionist. I got all the tools and stuff, but I was play, I, I was focused on drums. Mm -hmm. Once you meet Steve Gadd, it's over. <laughs> right. It's over. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? you get to you get to that path, and and you know, it's so so I. Basically, I was more a drummer than a percussionist. Then, little by little, playing with with the guys that I play, you know, like Giovanni Hidalgo and all those guys. You gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know about the intricacies of what they're doing in order to play with them. Right. So I started learning, you know, all that stuff. So, so yes, everything at the same time. Right. Right. So f fast forward to you know your your career today. Is it pretty much 50-50 between percussion and drum set or does one sort of no it's more like like you know more drum set than than percussion okay you know yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah more drum set than percussion but i'm 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 liking it, it curiously it's from the last four three four years the percussion thing it's 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 moving more and it's because you know here in I'm based here in Vegas, and right. you know we had a lot of production shows 
before, mm-hmm. you know, now is the time of the headliners that comes with the, the old drummers and the rhythm section and stuff like that. Right. So, so, so everything is kind of like changing a little bit and that's when the percussion thing is. Yeah. Jumping. Yeah. So I talked about this with, with Mark party, um, mm-hmm. who's, you know, done a ton of the production shows and, and now is on the Moulin Rouge tour. But like when, when you talk about a production show, you're talking about, um, like what Mark, mentioned with like the um the broadway west thing where like a a musical theater production would be installed at a casino for an extended period of time and and in that capacity there was work for guys like you and him to play drum set for the show Um, correctly but now the the stages are like you said featuring headliners like lady gaga who you just played with or or like um Uh, who's the other guy that's about that to Bruno be Mars yeah, and yeah. Adele and, you know. Right. So they've got their own core bands. Correct. But, but they need them augmented, you know, not unlike Ain't Too Proud, needs it augmented for the show. So I was speculating with Mark about, like, how a person like you gets work like that. And and I was just, you know, again, speculating, but I imagined, like, it's it's not like, you know, Lady Gaga handpicked Pepe to play percussion on her Vegas show. It's there's this infrastructure of contractors and musicians in Vegas, and it's like, hey, so and so is doing a thing at the place. They need you know X Y Z musicians. So you know, let's let's build out this band for that artist. Mm-hmm. Is that how that goes, pretty much? Yeah. It, uh, uh, or did Lady Gaga actually handpick you? <laughs> well, in that particular case, she handpicked every single musician. Really? Uh, every single musician that you see on on that stage, she handpicked. Uh, you know, the information gets to her by uh, by a contractor, mm-hmm. but she's really specific of what she wants, mm-hmm. and you know, and candidates get presented to her, and then she picks. Wow, she's the one that picks the whole thing. Cool. And in other in other shows like uh, when the Who came, uh-huh. uh, and that was more like a classical percussion thing. You know, it's the the typical contractor that you have work and and they know what you can do, and then they you know, and that's how hap- how that happens. But but in that particular Lady Gaga thing, it's it's her. Wow. So she, did you, you have, have to, to send? Yeah, like send I was going to say, you got to send submit yeah. a video and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta send as much information as you can that she can see what you know what you bring to the table, and if that is what she needs for the show, then that's how it happens. Wow, cool. Yeah. So, what was what you had to submit like a specific thing of like you like play you know these five songs or whatever, or was it just existing content that you had of yourself that she sort of reviewed? That's correct. Yeah, uh, I submitted uh, stuff. Me playing the Lion King. Me playing with a DJ. Me playing, you know, with my own band, my my own music. You know, different things that I've done. You yeah. Know, and and different uh, styles of music, and you know, basically what I do, what 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 uh, how I am, my right. musicality. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool because like. It didn't um, like having having to submit existing material and existing content. It it did not give you the opportunity to sort of mold yourself around the gig, 
right? Correct. Because if you had been given songs and said perform these songs, like it would be easy to uh, sort of go outside yourself and and sort of start triangulating about all, like what do I think they want? What do I think she likes? And just try to yeah. be that and shoot in the dark instead of having existing content of like this this is what I am, this is who I am, and I hope you like it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, and sometimes you know, you, you get a lot. Like for instance, when you're working with a DJ, you're not going to do the same thing as you're going to do in a, in another particular show. You know, it's 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 a different thing, right? But but at the same time, you got to play in a certain way. You know, you you're more like a show than 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 you know than the music. You know, you see what I mean? It's 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 another element that that maybe she's interested in that element too. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, so I, my, for me, it's, it, it was more important. I think I appreciate the fact that she uh, liked who I am on what I do and what I can do. Yep. And, 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 and she, you know, took a chance that she likes the, the, that element that I bring to integrate it on her show. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, it worked out perfectly good. I mean, the first night, they say, you got to do a two-minute solo <laughs> out of the blue <laughs> because she needed to change her clothes or whatever. Right. And no, uh, drama, per- so a solo out of the blue. It like go from zero to 100 and keep the, the whole audience interested on it you know, make it fun. And right. Go, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> so, so, you know, all those elements, you know, help on, and on, on that type of situations, you know? Right. Right. And I'm sure, you yeah. know, that what you, what you submitted sort of showed her and them that you could do that. Right. Yeah. 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 I, well, at least, you know, that I, that I, I can try to. <laughs> right. And that you, you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that you had yeah. like the onstage personality to carry that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like what, how, how long was the, the run that you did with her? Like what was the show? Where was it? Sure. Uh, she's been, I think she's, this is her second year. Or maybe the third, maybe second or third. I'm not sure. I just I just uh, started this particular run, which was 12 shows, uh-huh. and uh, and and you know uh, over the course of two months, uh-huh. something like that. And uh, and I think we're coming back on on spring because she's doing a movie, something like that. Right. And uh, yeah. So so and I and I and they bring me to. I'm doing a specific section of the show. And 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 then they take me out. Mm-hmm. But since everything is been so cool and and the vibe is, is I guess is working, uh, I'll be integrated for the whole show, you know. So I think I'm, I'll be doing more classical stuff like playing timpanis and oh, wow, okay. lines here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I didn't. I didn't dig super deep into like what what the show is and and what you do on it. But I, I checked out some clips on Instagram and and it looked like that like you were doing a very very much a Latin thing and at least yes. some some part of the show. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, she has this this whole element of certain songs that are strictly Latin, and that's when I come in. They bring me in, and I'll do some funk too, but. But basically, it's all the Latin funk situation. Wow! So, like, you're you're almost like a, a featured performer for this section of the show. It's like now we're gonna do our Latin stuff, and here's Pepe. <laughs> I, 
I so imagine. I just, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to play time, a little conguita here and there. You know? No, 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 no. Uh, all hands on deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You got to bring it. Um, but it's uh, man. But I got to say, uh, I, I think it's the best show I ever done here in, in, in all the years that I have because it's all music. There's no technology. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a full orchestra and the arrangements are fantastic. She's singing her butt off every single night. Yeah, yeah. Every single night. She yeah. she's one of those. Um, you know, she she is a 21st century pop icon but she is one of those who is still a fucking musician like she is playing she is singing everybody around her is like you know it's it's making music it's like emerald said oh, like yeah. yeah we really cook on this show <laughs> yeah yeah i remember i remember one night that that really you know we, we play with different artists and all that stuff and you know that when an artist gets something said they don't want to change it that's mm-hmm. the way it is that's the way it should be right I remember actually the last show, Michael Bearden, he came and said, oh, you know, Gaga, I heard this version of this particular song. Uh, I forgot which one it was right now. And it was from a medium tempo. It was an up-tempo song. You know, it was fast. Mm -hmm. And she just said, well, yeah, let's try it. (laughs) And that was it. Yeah. Like you know, up tempo swing, and she just destroyed it. Wow! She was, she, so you know, fearless, fearless. Yeah. So so that you know, and that takes the whole van and pushes to another level because right. everybody gets into that train. Oh, she's going for it. Let's go all. Let's uh, everybody. Let's go for it, and it becomes something really special. Yeah, and that's what she brings to the table. She takes us and the audience, and we all just go in a long ride it's really impressive what happens there and the i think the other element in that is like yes there's there's a fearlessness to it for sure but the other element that makes it possible is her trust in you guys in the whole band and mark and i talked about this two weeks ago and it like he kind of dropped a bomb on me about how like having your boss's trust in whatever, oh God, yes. whatever capacity you're in, whether it's an artist or an MD or a singer songwriter, like having the trust of the person you're playing for is so yeah. important and, and, um, really sets people up to succeed. So yeah. like her having, you know, even though, uh, that ensemble in its current state hasn't been together very long, um, you know, I, she she vetted you all, she hired you all, and, and the experience that she's had with you so far makes her trust you to say, yeah, let's let's try the up-tempo thing. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 been it's been awesome. And and you know, and uh Donald Barrett, he's just an amazing drummer. I don't know if you personally know him. I don't he's super super talented and, and has he been her guy for a long time? No. Okay. No. No, no, not for a long time. I think he just started when she started doing the uh, the jazz, the jazz uh, piano jazz situation. Right, right. And and it's really interesting because he's uh, he has his own voice. You know, he's playing big band stuff, but you can you he has his own identity. So it's for me, it's such a cool thing. You know, 
a great drummer and I'm doing my thing and the whole orchestra. It's it's just amazing. Yeah. I'm having a blast. That's that's awesome. I, I love the idea of a drummer. I mean, I think this is something we all strive for and and you know, Gad, who you mentioned, is in my mind the best example of it. But I love seeing a drummer who who has um, a style and identity that's their own, but yes. they're they're they can plug it in almost anywhere, right? They don't have to mold themselves around a style. They just know how to sort of like manipulate their voice and turn certain things up and down in their yes. voice that it that it works with almost anything. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's pretty a uh, pretty talented drummer. It's really good. I'm having a blast. You know? That's awesome. So like was there was there a long rehearsal? Well, let me back up. What does this show entail? Is it kind of a, a review of like all of her hits, or is it a specific aesthetic? Like, what is it? Um, I think uh, I think she did a well, a, a whole big band uh, production with Tony Bennett. Yeah, uh, and I think it's based on that. But they bring new songs, and as far as I know, because, you know, when I got there, I got there uh, for this particular round. They rehearsed just one day. Hmm. And, and you know, it's a long rehearsal during the daytime, you know. And then you got to, you know, yeah, exactly. It was a whole day of rehearsing. And the next day, it was a sound check rehearsal and show. That mm -hmm. was it. And then you're, off, on. you're off on the run. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever needs to happen needs to happen in those two opportunities. Yeah. Right. And was it similar to like the, the Ain't Too Proud or the musical situation where there's like a, a musical director sort of running point? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Mark, Michael Bearden. Uh, I, okay. I think it was Michael, Michael Jackson's uh, MD and mm -hmm. many, many other people. Yeah, he's running the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's a, uh, uh, a sextet. Uh, Brian May, the, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his last name. Brian, the trumpet player. Mm -hmm. uh, this, so it's trumpet, saxophone. Uh, I don't know their last name. Steve is a saxophone player. And uh, and then they got a keyboard player, a bass player, and, and Donald. That's the core. Mm -hmm. Those those guys are super tight. It's mm -hmm. just insane how tight those guys are. And then uh, they rehearse for a week. Uh, before in LA because they're all, all based in LA and then we integrate the orchestra here in those two days got it so they are yeah yeah that's that's how that machine works yeah yeah you know, so and yeah. in, in addition to you how many other musicians uh, were um, put into Higher the show or, yeah yeah oh man I don't know there's probably like 30 people on Jesus stage. so like tons of strings and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, when was the last time you have a show with four trombones <laughs> <laughs> it was a big band gig <laughs> four trombones man come on you know, imagine yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah 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 no it's a it's it's huge but it sounds amazing it really sounds really good I'm sure it really really yeah I'm, yeah they're doing a great job where is it at it's, it's at the Dolby Theater. That's MGM Park. That's by the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. How big a space is that? Oh, you know, I, I, I cannot say. 
I will lie to you if I tell you a number. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a couple, a couple, three thousand seats, probably. Uh, probably a little bit more than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. More than that. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So you did like twelve shows or so over two months, and and uh, some point in the near future, there's going to be another sort of handful like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a residency. So she comes, she does. She does 12, 15 shows, and then she goes away and do all the things, and then come over here and do her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that's the the vibe now for Adele, for Bruno, for all those guys. Right, yeah. right. So, in like Lady Gaga is the most recent one, but uh-huh. what are what are some of the other ones that you've done over the years? With uh, well. I did a lot of Broadway stuff, like mm-hmm. you were saying. Right. I uh, like uh, Mamma Mia. I did it for five years. Wow. Uh, Lion King. I did it for three. Uh, uh, that's how I started with Santana. Santana, you know, I was doing the residency here too, and and but I, then you know I did the whole thing. Uh, then I did another one called Bass. It's it's I, I don't I I think it just was here. Is Bas Lerman or something like oh, that? Oh, Bas Lerman, yeah, 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 yeah. So he created a show, and we lasted like three years here too. It was another Broadway production, wow, off Broadway production. So yeah, Bas Lerman so is he, a is a a weirdo and a great filmmaker. It is like. Yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, he he created and directed like the the original Moulin Rouge movie, you know, off yeah. off of which the the musical is now based. Um, and I hadn't seen one of his films in a long time. Like, I don't follow him super closely, but I recently saw the Elvis movie that he did. Yeah. Did you see that? That's pretty good. That, that's pretty cool. It was fucking cool. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. you know, it was yeah. it was his typical sort of. There was there was stuff about it that was sort of like fantastical, you know, yeah. which you'd expect. Um, but I, I thought it was a really, uh, a really cool hybrid of like a biopic and a sort of period fantasy piece. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, and that was, that was, uh, one of those shares that, you know, you're running the whole thing. You got the, the, the Ableton, the two screens, Yeah. you're running the whole show. And yeah, so, but it was fun. I liked those challenges. Talk about incorporating Ableton and all that stuff, because I, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that my gig doesn't require it. Like, all I got to do is turn mm-hmm. pages on the iPad and play the fucking drums. Like, I don't even have any sample pads or anything. Um, Good. But <laughs> it's, Good. it's better for everybody. Um, but yeah, like, when when and how did you sort of, like, reckon with that and, and start grappling with it? And did, did you ever get to a point where you actually like it? Or is it just something you do when you have to? Well, the, the first time that I ran into that was Mamma Mia. But it, it was not Ableton, but you're running a click. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, you, you got to start and stop it in a certain things or, you know, take care of the there's some vamps and that are you better know what you're doing mm-hmm. and and honestly like anything the 
it, it just takes time to 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 get used to it. Then it becomes second nature. Right. It becomes like you know, but uh, but it's technology and technology. It's gonna go wrong in a certain. That's gonna be a day. Yep. There's always gonna be a day. Yep. So then you become a drummer. Just just do your job, and everybody has to follow you, and everybody needs to. Of course, it's it's not gonna be uh, the the same little things. You know, the frosting, the the icing on the cake is not gonna be there. Right. But uh, but you know, and then you wait till the next one, and you restart the thing, and. Right, but yes, it, uh, it, it. So honestly, to answer your question, it takes a little time to get used to. Once you get used to, it becomes second nature, and you know that in this part of the song you gotta hit that thing. Yep. And in this part of you gotta change, you know, to another, you know, so, uh, pattern or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's amazing how like uh, dependent or or sort of you know married to. Uh, a click for example we become so so quickly because oh, yeah. you know one, once in a while on this show or on any show um like shit goes a little sideways and you got to play without the click for at least <laughs> a, a, a minute you know yeah. um and it's it's funny because in those moments like i i just i get so self-conscious and so hyper aware of like shit am i staying in time am i speeding up am i slowing down and and yeah. I forget just the decades of instinct and experience that it's like, dude, like you've you've played thousands of three hour gigs without a click, and it might not have been perfect, yes. but like just just fucking play, like you can do it. Yeah, yeah, isn't that? A, oh man, yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right, man. You feel like you're naked. It's like, oh yeah. my god, I'm exposed. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> But man, it, like if you play if you play with a click enough, it's it's just so easy to become like like you said self conscious without it, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and forget to rely on the fact that you know yes you can actually play you can do it you got an e you got a wonderful inner time yes in there <laughs> and it's 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 probably even better for having played with the click all this time um, yeah yeah man I rem I remember in Mamma Mia because you know. I shouldn't be saying this, but, you know, after you play a show for a year, you know, you, you kind of like start getting a little distracted. You yeah. know, it's, 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 it's normal, you know? Right. But I remember I, I will tell the bass player, hey, let's play behind the click on this one. This <laughs> show is all behind the click, you know, uh -huh. we will, you will play, uh, let's play on top, you know? Right. So, so it, be, it, it actually helped me a lot, you know, because I, I, I got that confidence of knowing when to play and where, you know, we will pull and, and do different things, you know, without telling the conductor. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Conductor's worried about other shit on stage. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. As long yeah, as nothing yeah. is on fire in the pit, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, and then the, the click be, became our friend, you know. and, and Right. Uh, and, but the, the days that we didn't have the click and then we just trust each other. Yeah. You guys, like, like I said again, man, it, it's it was it was so cool to play with you guys because it was so freaking tight. You guys were were so tight. Oh, thanks, man. I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This this show really taught me like I, I I have a different relationship with the click as as a result of this show, um, and you know people talk about playing it playing on top of the click or or behind the click and. Um, at least on this show, I'm I'm firmly in the 
you know, backside of the beat camp. I'm firmly on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. in the back seat. But it's not what I discovered is that playing playing on the backside of the click doesn't make the music feel uh, slower or laid back because the the cast can't hear the click, right? The singers can't hear it. The audience can't hear it. And and what it did for me was like putting putting myself on the backside of the click and letting it lead the way actually gave my playing and the groove forward momentum because it's out in front of you. You're chasing it, right? Yeah. And it's so right. much, it's totally so right. much easier to chase the click than it is to wait for it. Like you're looking behind you like shit, where is it? Right. Yeah. So if it's, if it's out in front of you, then, then yeah, like from a technical standpoint, scientifically, your sound is behind the click. And yeah. that makes you think that it's going to feel slower or feel more laid back. But if you're letting the click, pull you that actually gives the music that forward momentum have you found that you're you're totally right you're totally right it's counterintuitive but like it 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 is yeah it is i'm looking forward to to employing this in my studio because like i i discovered and am employing this phenomenon on this gig on this live show but i can't Mm -hmm. wait to get home to my studio and just start playing some Mm -hmm. tracks and being like okay let, let me try this and see how it sounds in the recording context and you know yeah 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 no it's a uh, i mean yeah many people they hate the click and all that stuff and they they i it's another musician to me you know yep, it, yep. it's another musician that's the way i see it you mm-hmm. know and, and uh that's such a great it, point it, because th- that was part of my that that was part of the improvement of my relationship with the click is seeing it as a partner, not as yeah. not as a ruler, not something you have to adhere to. Um, and the the first guy that that hit me to that concept was Dan Bailey, um, and he did an Instagram post where he said what you just said. He's like, I think of the click as just like another percussion instrument. It's like somebody yeah. playing a cowbell or some claves, or like think mm-hmm. of it as another part of the music. That's correct. Totally correct. You know, once you embrace that, it's like, ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Let's jam. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then you don't, you know, I I, <laughs> I remember in Mamma Mia, there were some 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 cast members that will say, Hey, you guys are playing everything faster, you know, and no, <laughs> it's the same hundred and ten that it's been for, you know. Yeah. It's like so it it's good for those occasions too, you know. It's like no. Yeah. Don't bl- don't blame it on the musician. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and and they're like when it comes to when it comes to the music that's part of a Broadway show, um there has been a lot of digitization, a lot of mechanization and and you know there are battles being fought and that will be fought about, you know, how much of this music comes from humans and how much of it comes from machines. But the introduction of click onto Broadway shows I think is one of the best applications of technology that could possibly so, exist too. because you know between the musicians the conductor the um you know the cast on stage like everybody's perception of time is oh going to be God, yes. all over the road on a given day and it 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 you know i'm no exception um yeah. smitty and i talk about it all the time where like depending on where you're at physically or emotionally uh, on a given show like that click is it could feel slow it could feel fast but it's 
yeah it is the same every day it's you that's different yeah 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 totally right i'm telling you it's it's my friend (laughs) yeah 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 um so coming from the background you did like you know the click isn't traditionally part of (laughs) any music you came up with in puerto rico Um, no so definitely no was it like was it a struggle to integrate it into what you do or no thank god thank god uh i uh Back home, I, I I started I started I kind of started like we do a lot of recording too, mm-hmm. and and it was used I, when I remember the word jingle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so I I I got to do many jingles back home, and it, it, there were I, I when I began there was no click. It mm-hmm. was like everybody together. Oh, I'm I'm all I'm. I'm I, I'm saying my age already here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so uh, and then they started using click. So I got used to it pretty quick, you know, and and I used to practice with metronome a lot too, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, honestly, to play on a rhythm, if if like for instance the the salsa band, all that Latin stuff that that requires multi percussionist, you have to play. You have to have a good inner time and you have to be sensitive to somebody following somebody right you know, like in a you know either it's a conga player timbal player and being a drummer oh man if you're a drummer and you're playing with with a latin percussion section you better you better have a good time because they're gonna they're gonna let you know immediately yeah and it's not gonna be nice yes you know? yeah yeah so 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 you know that make me like kind of like be embrace a, a, a certain tempo uh, situation faster, right? You know, because I didn't. You know, I, I wanted to be part of all those things. I, I needed to be with them, know my own interpretation. You know? Right, right. And all that music is primarily dance music. So correct. Like yes. If yeah, you, if your time is yeah. all over the road, those you're going to hear about it from the dancers too. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Yes, yes, yeah. But it's it's it, it was cool because back there. You have to, you're playing pop, you're playing, you know, when I was in high school playing Duran Duran, and <laughs> suddenly you're, 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 you're playing some Tito Puente stuff. So in a party, you'll be going, you know, it was interesting to go different styles and it's a simple pop stuff and then a, a totally Latin, totally Dominican, totally Cuban, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's actually, I, I'm, I feel pretty lucky that you know, I got all that information right there. I didn't have to look for it. So it helped me a lot, you know, right, to, right. To, to do all the things. Yeah. Um, at what point did you leave uh, Puerto Rico and, and where did you go? Did you go straight to Vegas or was it somewhere else before? Uh, I came, I came, I came to uh, L.A., uh, I to study at AMI on 1980-something, 1989, I think it was, mm-hmm. or 88, something like that. I did a year, and uh, it blew my mind. You know, that's when I met, you know, Steve Houghton and Ralph Humphrey and all those guys, and yeah. I and I learned so much from them. Uh, that's that's when I really uh, met B- Vinny, that, like I saw him, you know, <laughs> and then I, I decided that I needed to 
get another profession because <laughs> 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 it was insane what he was doing yeah and still doing yeah you know? anyway only, so, only so vinny after, is vinny oh my god oh my god <laughs> you know it was so cool I, re I remember I remember uh, I got hired to do the basic stuff as a student, you know, and my job was to give the, the IDs to all the drummers. So Jonathan Muffet, uh, Vinny, you know, <laughs> Tony Williams. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, well, after that, I, I went back home and I had my career and and. You know, I started doing shows. I started touring with uh, mostly Latin artists, uh, Mark Anthony, Luis Fonsi. I don't know many, many art, Latin artists yeah. and different situations. In '02, I received a, an offer to to play a show, to audition actually, to audition for a show. Never in my life I've done an audition till that point. Right. Never ever. Right. It was just a reference. I said, "Well, let me go because I have some." I have a lot of mileage and I never been to Vegas. Let's just go, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I came and I auditioned. It was a show called Storm at the Mandalay Bay. And it was kind of a, a, a Latin oriented situation, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I I got the gig. And I, I, I honestly, I just came to see what, what was it and to, you know, see Vegas. Right. But I got the gig, and suddenly, you know, at, at that particular time, I was married. I said to my wife, hey, do you want to move to Vegas? And she looked at me, and I kind of, like, didn't want to because, yeah. you know, it's it's a desert, and I come from an <laughs> island 10 minutes from the beach, <laughs> right. but, you know. But I did, you know, with and and, and it was it was cool. I, 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 I dig it, and and I... Uh, and the show lasted like six months. <laughs> right, that's how that goes. You know, that's how it goes. But uh, but because of that, you know, I joined the Mamma Mia thing, and you know, and, right. And, I, and I've been here twenty years, twenty one years. I don't know. So I didn't I didn't realize that that um, you know the first huge chunk of your career was still in in Puerto Rico. I I assumed yeah. based on nothing that you came to somewhere in America as as a younger man, and like you you and, did, but it was just to go to school for that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Puerto Rico. That was, and but yeah, all my career was basically uh, there. You know, I started there and I worked a lot and and did a lot of stuff and and suddenly in '02, I move over here. Right. Yeah. So yeah. was it like, how old were you at that point? I was I was um I was like thirty years old or something like that. Yeah. So there's thirty thirty one, thirty two, something like that on my thirties. And like and you already had kids, like it was Oh yeah, no, so, that's what I'm saying. I moved my whole family yeah. and they show close in six months. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Those fuckers. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, oh my god, but you know, Rule of thumb: When you get a, you, you know, you go to a new town. What do you got to do? You got to find the jam sessions. You gotta, you know, let people know that you're around. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. And I, the first weekend that I was here, I was the, we we used to have a blue note, believe it or not, here mm. in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I and I landed over there in jam session time. You know, and start making you know, contacts and connections and. One thing, you know, led to another, and that, that's got the ball rolling, you know. And thank God I've been here for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just been kind of like show, show after show, in town. 
Oh uh, yeah, I, I've been freelance. This I think this is the time that I've been a freelancer the most. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, after Bass, everything it's been freelancing, and I'm and I'm loving it too. Talk about the uh, the the Raiders band. Okay, what's going on there? Uh, Raiders band, you know, I uh, it's one of the f it's so much fun, man. I never imagined that playing on a uh, for a football team was going to be so much fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, because you you know you see the, the the college bands and all that stuff, and it's like a marching band, right? No, uh, you know, for us, it's it's, it's a really cool gig because uh, uh, we get to back up uh, whoever comes. I mean, uh, they they invite like Sammy Hagar. You know? <laughs> Uh, and you got to play the Sammy Hager stuff, you know, right. and, and and then Gladys Knight, which is in the opposite yeah. you know, side of it, yeah. and you got to you got to you know do that. I opened and, for her one time for Gladys Knight. Yeah, yeah, it was a show okay. in a show in Atlanta, and uh, a, a singer, a great friend of mine named Ansley Stewart, opened for Gladys, and mm -hmm. like, I mean, this is just an aside, but it just reminded me, like, with performers of that age. Um, and maybe you've experienced this with some of the people you've played with. Like sometimes you'll you'll see a performer of a certain age, and like on mm -hmm. the first you know first song or maybe first couple of songs, you're like, man, I don't I don't know if they got it anymore. They seems kind of tired. I like know. They, that person seems old, you know. So you're kind of sitting there doubting for a couple songs, and then like halfway through the first set, it just like. It kicks in mm -hmm. and you're like, oh holy shit! They, she still got it. Fuck! Oh, like yeah. it takes oh, her yeah. takes her a little longer to get revved up, but man, she still got it. I felt the same way when I saw Jimmy Cobb. Um, mm -hmm. I saw him at the at the Blue Room in Kansas City, and it was the same thing. It was like first couple tunes, he was just like, you know, didn't seem like he was barely awake. And a few tunes later, it was a fucking freight train. I was like, good yeah. lord. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for doubting you ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 suddenly uh, the gig became like something really cool. I mean, and we play a little bit of Tower of Power. We play a lot of pop stuff like Bruno Mars stuff. And we got horns and we got strings. Right, you know, I I get to play that. I the producers. Um, this is the one that s still today kick my butt. I have to do the freaking uh, uh, hot per for teachers intro myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, all that stuff. I have to do that every yeah, single man. game. Yeah. yeah, and I have a camera like pointing at me, Jesus. so sixty thousand people are are watching all that. Woo. You know, so 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 you know, it becomes. And then I do the, the 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 cool thing is to do the defense call, 
you know, the, oh, da, yeah. da, and you see the whole, you know, a drummer with the power of, you know, everybody, you Man. know, is paying attention to you playing right. three strokes. That's oh, no, two strokes. Bow, bow. <laughs> bow, no, bow. so I'm that's having fantastic. a blast, man. God, that's I'm having weird. a blast, and I see free football games. Yeah, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. So there's what, like eight or eight or nine or ten home games every something like that season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, so like you mentioned guest artists, like do, do does the band have a, a specific guest artist for every game for the whole game, or is it just more random? Like, hey, so and so is here. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's all schedule, and it goes on on halftime, and uh, and sometimes you know uh, we play. Sometimes there's uh, I don't know rappers, and they bring their own thing, mm-hmm. or 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 actually a whole band comes. Fogarty came with the whole band, you know. So, mm-hmm. so if they need a, a a band, we're there, and we and we'll do we we'll play for them. If they, you know, don't need it, then we don't play. You know. So, like, is it is it that you don't play for the guest artist, or you're you're not part of the game at all? Like, no, we're playing the you know we we the whole the whole game we're playing. Right. We are we're backing up the Raiderettes, the cheerleaders. You right. Know? Okay. We're playing out, uh, and we have like. So in a in a in a in a game situation, we start playing. We play like three tunes at, before the game, mm-hmm. and and there's little breaks here and there, like right. you know when they go on, on in uh, commercials on TV. Right. We're playing. We're playing songs. You're yeah. playing songs. You know. So yeah, we play a lot. Yeah. We play is, a lot. And is it like you you mentioned the college thing like. Um, you know, cause I, I did that. I was in college marching band for football and basketball and shit. And it was, it was involved. Like in addition to the, like the longer sort of, you know, songs or whatever, we had short little, you know, five, Correct. five or 10 or 15 second things. Uh, yeah. and so do you have those little things? And you're oh, kind of- dude. Yeah. We got them floaters. Yeah. We got, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, 15 seconds. Everything is time. We got versions yeah. of like hot for teachers as a 20, second version there's a 40 40 second version you know there's songs with different time you know it, it all it's all timed like a tv like a tv show right you know right and you have you have it's a little stressful in that matter because there's a there's a the director is like a tv director he's calling hey uh hot for teacher yeah. three two one go and you better have all the stuff ready you know, right. it's a little challenging on that matter, but I like it. I, I like all that stuff. Is know? is any of what you play in reaction to something that happens in the game? Yeah. What, yeah. Like what is it? Like like for instance, if there's if there's a touchdown, there's a touchdown sequence that it, <laughs> I play, there's like three songs that we play. Uh-huh. You know, if there's a touchdown, and the first one, which which one is the first one? Uh, I forgot the name of one, and then we play a Bruno Mars seven 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 seven. Of course, perfect. You know that song. By the way, yeah. like that song is fucking filthy. Like the, yeah, the groove on it that is. song, the Anderson Pack. Like yeah, I, I taught that song to a couple students and like never got sick of it. Yeah. It was like shit. This is. This is nasty. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, I, uh, and so, yeah. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, that so so basically, there's little sequence, uh, you know, and and there's a defense stuff, or or you know, 
little things that happen according to what's going on in the game. Right, right. I remember in you know in in college there would, there would be a thing where you know because like we'd play the fight song if there was a touchdown, right? And uh-huh. we have like other other little things we do at specific times, and I, there would be so many times when just you know a touchdown comes out of nowhere. Like you've you've done the thing that's a, you've done your first end of first quarter song or whatever, and then you did your kickoff thing, and then everybody kind of relaxes. Uh, and there's like, you know, an 80 yard pass and it's a fucking touchdown. And it's just a shit fight song, fight song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Everybody's relaxing and I cannot leave the, my seat because I'm, I'm, I'm the one that, that, that's the, you know, that starts the whole thing. Right. Know? Right. With the count offs or, or the first spot of rhythm. So, but I like, it. I'm, I'm sitting, you know, you know, with my, drink and uh, you know watching the game okay let's go bomb yeah you know and, God, that, that must be a fun I, lo- I, I love it it are is there, it is fun are there charts do you guys rehearse regularly is it like you have to have it all memorized what's the what's that like there's charts and and it's changing all the time like uh, almost every single game there's new charts because they want new music oh wow okay you know? yeah so what we do we, we get in the morning uh, it's a long day for instance if the game is at 1 p.m we get picked up uh, in a in a in a specific place at at seven a.m. and and we take a bus that takes at so you get to the stadium and in an hour you're rehearsing already yeah, yeah. you know sound checking and rehearsing and then you stay and relax until the game but you know it's basically a, a seven to five p.m. Uh, day yeah that's a full day yeah it's a full day. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And what about what about the drums? Like, where where do they live? Do they do you set them up? Like, because I I saw a picture of like where you're perched in the stadium there, and like it's not a small setup. <laughs> it looks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. looked at it. I was like, God, that looks like a bitch of a load in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you this: I'm the laziest drummer on earth. Speaking with, <laughs> so I know I'm not carrying any drums. I I uh, I. I call my good people on the W and I say, "Hey, I'm playing. I'm doing this." Okay, so so they send me that kit, mm-hmm. and it leaps over. It leaps in the stadium. Right. So somebody uh, and somebody kind of gets it in position oh, for you. Oh yeah. Man. If if I if it was me, you will see three drums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and no kick. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah kick snare and a hi hat and a, a one tongue. That's it. <laughs> Oh man! No, no, no. We got, we got, we got people that take care of all that stuff. You know? Yeah, they, they, they treat us really well. It's, uh, it. I'm telling you, it's been a blast. I, I, I didn't know that it was gonna be so cool to, you know, to play for a football team. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's badass. And did that just start? Like, did, did that band or this gig for you just start this season? Or because I know the Raiders have only been in Vegas for, is this their second year? I think this is our third year. Okay, since the, since the Raiders started here, we've been with them. Okay, so that's been yeah. your gig since the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you know if other teams have this? Like, I know some other teams have some kind of band, but mm-hmm. is is the way you're doing it with the Raiders common for other teams? I don't. I don't have an idea. To yeah. be honest with you, I don't have. You know. Well, I, it, it should I, be. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds man, like a blast. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, and people, you know, people, 
you know, we got a lot of people and because we're we're in an open area. Yeah. It becomes a concert. Right. Know? Totally. It becomes a concert. And the fact that it's live music, there's the element of live music is always in you know, people get into it. Yeah. It it brings that other element to the to the energy, it's amazing. The, the I, I wish you can go one day. The, the energy is impressive. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, really impressive. I would, yes. I would love to, man. After I'll, I'll get, I'll get back to Vegas at some point, either for for work or for play, and maybe maybe it'll be football season. I'll be, I'll be. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna come. Yeah. Dig this. I'm gonna come audit your Raiders game like it's a musical. <laughs> I'm gonna sit there right next to you. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Oh Jesus! Like, like the, the uh, uh, Donald, the drummer of Gaga's drummer. Yeah, he's from Chicago. Uh-huh. So I, I brought him a, a Raiders hat and put it on his chair, and he looked at me like Ooh. you know. But he wore it. He oh, really? Wore it. So, okay, no, that's good. Yeah, we got this thing, this thing going. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Raiders, the Raiders Bears isn't like a, it's not much of a rivalry. I think you guys can bridge yeah. the, bridge the gap. If it was, yeah, uh, I believe so. If he was a, if he was a, a Chiefs fan or something, it might be a different oh, story. My God. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's it's all good. It's all good. All yeah. good fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's uh What's coming up next for you? So, like, you you got a few more football games. Um, yeah, yeah. But when yeah, is the, when, I get, uh, when does the Gaga thing start up again? And and what? Oh, else that's is... springtime. Okay, that's cool. Uh, me personally, I just uh, uh, I got a couple of like uh, I. Going back to the Smith Center, but uh, to the other room uh, and the other side, doing yeah. some kind of like uh, jazzy shows. I, I'm going on the road with Barry Osman. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, have that and other. I, I, I track at home, you know, right. thank God. And I still, uh, I teach at UNLV, you know, at, at a, a college. Mm-hmm. And uh, so before. That stuff and little things that other commercial stuff that I have, that'll be the rest of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that that leads me to something else because I wanted to ask you about sort of the local scene in Vegas mm-hmm. because you know Mark and I talked about it and and a lot of the you know a lot of the work that he has done and a lot of the work that that you do is like it's it's bigger it's not it's not part of a local scene in vegas it's part of yeah. the, the bigger infrastructure that people come to vegas for um and so the like the fact that you teach at unlv like uh, you know i i think it's a it's a great benefit uh when students can go to a school that is sort of um in in partnership with the local scene and the and the musical infrastructure of the city um so, like, whether whether in your educational capacity or as just a player on your own, um, like, what what is um, what is the size and shape of like the local music scene in Las Vegas that isn't part of the big show business strip football infrastructure? Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's changing for a little time. When I got here in '02, there was a lot of lounges. Let, let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. You like, like I remember going to, to the Mandalay Bay, which was the, the, the casino that I was working. The, what Mamma Mia was, and they were like probably at the same time there were uh, uh, two or three bands in that space 
at the same time, you know, that die, that uh, that old die, and and the ultra lounges came and the DJ stuff, you know, took over. But what it created is like now there's uh, like in downtown, there's a couple of clubs. There's another scene happening of a local bands, you know, and and different styles. Yeah, you know, rock or whatever, R and B, and it's it's like an underground thing that is happening and it's developing pretty well. And you can see different type of music in different venues. You know, mm-hmm. even our uh, there's like like a small jazz scene. There's probably like three clubs playing jazz right now, wow. which is you know acceptable you know yeah yeah so so uh so there's a scene it's not like new york right it's not like la but but there's a scene you know there's a little scene you know yeah i get to i get to play with my band a couple of times of you know at least once a month or every two months according to you know my schedule right but i get to play i get to express myself you know and that's like a latin jazz outfit right that's that's kind of like folkloric and Latin and rock and whatever. What's know. the name of that band? It's called the the Groove Culture Band. Cool. And do you do original yeah. stuff or? Yeah, it's yeah. all original stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. Madness. The madness that we drummers have that they all hate us because every time we compose a song, we, we, we do like 1,500 breaks or, yeah. or the melodics are really rhythmical and they say, what are you writing? Yeah. yeah that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it out somehow, man. We're... Yeah, you got to get it out. You know? It's like it's a payback. You oh, know? oh, yeah, read it. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing two and four for you motherfuckers for 20 years. Yeah. It's my yeah. turn. <laughs> so there's a scene, there's a scene, and, and there's a lot of uh, young people doing their thing. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's yeah. actually pretty cool to see that. Yeah. And when it comes to like how you outline your curriculum for your students, um, well, first of all, are you are you like, uh, what is what is your title at UNLV? Like, what exactly do you teach? Yeah. I'm a I'm an adjunct teacher. I, I I do drums and percussion. Got it. Okay. Uh, over there and on the on the jazz jazz and commercial uh, music department. Right. So how are you shaping that curriculum? Is it? I mean, I, I would imagine it's it's uh, somewhat you know tailored to each individual student and what their goals are. Um, but like, yeah, what talk talk a little bit about just mm-hmm. what what you're taking these kids sure. through and sure, you know, uh, I'm a firm believer that you if you have technique, everything's going to be easier. Mm. So, so I, I focus a lot on, on hand technique and actually on, on, on four-way coordination. You know, a lot of uh, the infamous stick control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. uh, uh, I, I get them to work, and I and I and I probably you have done it too that you use the four limbs uh-huh. using the, uh, the just the simple exercises, but you know, uh, changing limbs so it becomes challenging and all that stuff so all that stuff so uh independence and take hand technique and then uh focus and then then we we deal to the reading part uh so belson all american snare book and uh, if 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 i if they're lucky and you know if they they reach that mark we go to the lecluse a little bit of french snare drum yeah. school you know mm-hmm. and uh 
and and when all those things are in, in, in shape, then we start analyzing people like I we transcribe a lot. Hmm. I get them to to you know bring me some Max Roach, bring me some you know getting vocabulary because they they need to they need to uh, commit to the uh, big band situation. It's uh, UNLV is oriented. There's a, a lot of jazz you know happening there. So I, I make sure that they get all that stuff, and then we start dealing with the pop stuff because my goal is to when they when they leave the school, they can work. Right. I I, res, I have the deepest dis- respect for the for the tradition and the culture and the big band stuff, but uh, there's not so many big bands anymore, you know. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm See glad you brought I mean? that up because so many uh, college curriculums including the ones I went to are mm-hmm. extremely jazz centric. Um, yeah. And that's, that's not a bad thing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's all, it's all worth digging into and worth oh, getting yes, good at. And definitely. it will, it will teach you a lot. Like I, I realize that the reason big band is so prevalent in college is that pretty much no matter what instrument you play, if, if you can play in a big band, well, that skill set is going to translate to a lot of other types of situations. That's correct. So it's kind of a skeleton key for you know for different types of professional work, but at the same time, you know that that jazz centric curriculum I think leaves a lot of students, myself included, sort of lacking in some uh, essential skills. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When it not, yeah. you know it, and it, and it could be talking about you know certain types of grooves or the you know the kinds of inflections or authority that you need to play different kinds of grooves with, and it could also have to do with like you know we talked about being being so married to a click. Like I spent a lot of years being married to a chart. Like it took me a while to just like get used to situations in which I wasn't handed a chart. Um, mm-hmm. so yes, totally correct. Yeah. So that jazz centric curriculum, like it, it, it builds up a lot, but it, it also, I yeah. think it, it hobbles students in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, am a firm believer that, that before you can be like, uh, like you can, you can make a life. Uh, I mean, you can have a career in one style, being a jazz drummer or mm-hmm. being a rock drummer or whatever. Now you got to play everything if you want to survive, you know. Right. You have to be versatile. You have to be able to to play a, a, a really good backbeat and to play with brushes, you know. Right. Play a jazz ballad, you know. Right. You have to be able to do all that. To, to You have to be able to, to share the time with the with the trumpet player of a big band, you know, knowing how to share, you know, that, yeah. that relationship yep. or, in, or impose yourself on a, on a, on a popular, you know, pop music band, you know, mm-hmm. driving the whole thing or knowing how to read a, a, a Broadway conductor. You right. Know, right. That sometimes, you know, they're doing one thing, but you're the one, you know, leading the whole, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, you know? like ha- half of the motions that Smitty is doing on this show are for the singers. They have nothing exactly. to do with yeah, what yeah. the instrumentalists yeah. are doing. And it took me a while yeah. to figure out like what I have to pay attention to and what I have to ignore. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But this this is yeah. another interesting thing. Like in all the years of doing this podcast, 
one of the things I've discovered about my journey as a drummer that I think a lot of drummers go through is that as as young drummers, especially like you were saying, it's hammered into us that we've got to be versatile. You got to learn to play all these different styles. You got to be prepared to play all these different kinds of gigs, and that is true. And that will definitely result in you being more employable and and more successful in your career. But mm-hmm. As, as I've gotten older, the flip side of that that I've realized is that, you know, it's easy to become a jack of all trades and master of none. It's easy to just chase gigs and, and wrap yourself around whatever that gig needs and not attend to, you know, the, your own identity and the kind of player that you want to be mm-hmm. and, and the, the, um, mm-hmm. the strengths that you can lean into, right? So mm-hmm. what has that journey been like for you as a player and, and how do you talk about that with your students? Or do you just, like, like with your students, you're like, you'll figure that out later. Just fucking learn everything right now. <laughs> well, well I, I tell you this. I'll tell you this. When, when I was younger, my, my, all my bodies decided, oh, maybe you know some of them. Will you happen to know John Benitez? Uh, I don't think so. Player? Okay. So many of my friends, uh, they moved to New York because they, we, were, we were all into jazz, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, David Sanchez, uh, uh, well, many, many other players. And, and, and that was their passion, and they went for that. Right. I was the guy that I was, I was doing jazz in the clubs, but I was backing up artists, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, I, and, and, it, and I discovered that it gave me the, the same satisfaction to, to, to get a, a jazz rhythm section happening that backing of an artist, I discovered that that the common thing is weight, it's groove. Yeah. If it groove, if you groove, everything feels good. And for me, that's that's my goal. That's in if I can make people react and I can enhance whatever is happening, I'm happy. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's that's my whole thing. My my home, and and that's what I tell my students. I say if you're able. To go to a lounge and make people dance, to go to a salsa club and make people the rhythm section getting even hotter, yeah. to to drive a Broadway show, to kick a big band yeah. and make it feel good. That is when you know. I, I, and after that, yes, I have my own voice uh, that, that that I like. The, but but that for me, it's it's not as important. Uh, uh, you know that driving all this other thing it makes me really it, 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 i feel complete when i do those things you know yeah yeah you know, that's that's good to, to remember from the it's good to remember because you're you're talking about what any drummer's role is right mm-hmm. like apart from apart from and above whatever the style is whatever that drummer's personal identity is like for all of us above that there is the role that we have to play and yeah. and you you view that role as like you're you're focused on that role no matter what the genre or the gig is yeah yeah you know that's that's uh, and and it's cool because if you get into it then you discover a whole thing because you know that every single band every single situation the players are totally different yeah. it's not like you're going to play with the same play, bass player for the rest of your days right so, so you know <laughs> you have to adjust all the time 
we drummers, we're like like Navy SEALs, man. It's, it's, <laughs> we we have to adapt and make it happen, you know. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, I, I I remember my time with Santana that that in in the band, Carlos has his own sense of time. The bass player was playing behind, and the percussions were playing, the, and you're in the middle, like like moving like like a snake. Yeah. And, and but it works. Right. And it and and it, and it was it was magical. And and to be part of that and 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 recognizing that that's the way to do it, you know, and you and feeling comfortable with it and being able to express yourself on all those things for me, that's that's pretty cool, yeah. you know. And 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 I enjoy that, and I enjoy that, you know. Yeah, that's that's why I enjoy playing with you guys. You guys were, you know, it's like, oh man, this is so cool. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I was yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like that that attitude was was just really evident when when you played with us because everything you like you know that 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 percussion book that you were playing is not technically difficult at all like it's no, it's, it's some pretty no. simple you know tambo stuff and cowbells and, uh -huh. and whatever like it's uh -huh. not it's not like drummy it's not like red meat for your drummer brain but no. you were you were just like so happy to be the the icing on that cake and you yeah. know adding adding what you could to it uh just from like from rehearsal you were like man this is great i'm having a great time <laughs> Yeah, 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 and it's and it's a I mean, it's it's cool because again, uh, you know, you put you you have a sense of time, and I and I and I wanted to be there. I wanted to know exactly how you were feeling it, mm -hmm. and it and it, and once you get it, and you you see that that it's it's locked. That's the best feeling ever, you yeah. know. And then things start happening, you yeah. know. It's 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 uh, that's the way I see it. Yeah, you know, and you know, so that's why I love all this. We're always learning, right? You know, it's 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 it never we're ends. always learning. It never ends it for never better ends. or for worse. We're never done. <laughs> no, 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 man, no, no, no. You know, uh, it's 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 really cool. Yeah. So that's that's the way it is. That's yeah. Awesome. That's what I can say about that. Yeah, man. Well, it's it's evident in in everything you do. Um, and and once again, it was just great to play with you, great to hang with you, and and uh, great to. I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to you know have have an extended conversation because we did we did plenty of hanging and and eating you know during the week, but it was it was good to really dig into some shit with you and uh, hope to oh, see you in anytime. Vegas before long, man. I'm gonna crash one of those yeah. Raider games. Yeah, 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 and I'm gonna check out where you guys are gonna be because I'm. I'm going to the East Coast, so I want to see the show. That's right, we were talking. We'll, we'll be yeah, back yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, we'll be back a, a few different uh, locales in the coming months. So yeah, I hope yeah. to see you again, man. It would be great for you to see the show from from the house. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. And thank you for doing this. This is such a cool idea. I congratulations. Oh, this thanks, is awesome. man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yes, we're having, we're still having a good yes. time. Eight years. Yes. Eight years into this shit. For real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like my, my co-host Matt started, he lives in Nashville and, and he started the podcast on his own, I think in 2015. I joined him uh, in 2016. Uh, and yeah, we've been doing once a week for eight years. We're 440 episodes in. Oh, fantastic. He, he covers mostly Nashville folks and I cover, you know, the rest of the world. Dude, All right. we're, we're 440 episodes in and Matt hasn't run out of cats in Nashville. It's just... <laughs> Oh my it's god! Like, it's an inexhaustible resource. Wow! That's a, wow! Yeah, man, they, they just keep popping up. 
Um, but anyway, we digress. Man, I really, really appreciate you. Great talking to you, and, and, and be well. Oh, you too. Take care, and thank you for the opportunity, and I hope to see you soon. There you go. Pepe Jimenez. Love playing with him. Love talking with him. Hope you dug that. Whenever you're in Vegas, find something he's playing on. It's sure to be a good time. Next week, Matt Krause will be talking with Brandon Green. Brandon is a drummer, biomechanics specialist, and gym owner based in Toronto. You've probably seen some of his content on Instagram under the handle Drum Mechanics. We always look forward to conversations about the physical side of what we do, how we can feel better and more effective behind the kit, and add years to our drumming life. So, looking forward to that one. Hope you check that out. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, play pretty, and thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.